What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, I'm here with Jeremiah Stringer. And Jeremiah, it's not often we get to see a true success story on this show. Like, a true success story. Dude, I am so excited. I won't... I won't bore everybody with the details because I think that uh, these guys can do a much better job of telling where they started, where they are now, and how they've gotten there. But I am so excited to be talking to these guys because I have been using their gear for nearly a year now and absolutely loving it. I'm right there with you, man. I, it's become one of my favorite backpacks that I've ever had. And, uh, they they have converted me in a way that I'm not going to mention yet because I want to tell them, you know, live how they have converted me to something I swore I would never be a fan of. Ever. <laughs> so so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second. But uh, instead of hanging on and making you all wait for it, let's bring on our guests for this week, and that is the guys, the true masterminds of ultralight cottage backpacking gear that's our good friends from chicken tramper ul what's going on boys hey how's it going hey guys is everybody doing good yeah yeah doing, doing good. great yeah doing great now you said so many nice things about us <laughs> well, for those who don't know this is austin and nathan they are the founders of chicken tramper ul and ul gear and uh they are you guys have just had a heck of a run over the last year and uh, why don't you tell everybody kind of what's been going on? Like last year when we talked to you, you were m- making stuff in a kitchen and with like two sewing machines. And I mean, why don't you tell everybody kind of what's happened over the last year? Yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of like we were out of our dining room, technically it wasn't at bed, but you know, <laughs> so we had a, a dining room, but uh, yeah, for a while it was just, you know, I think last time when we were on, it was just me and Austin uh, out of the dining room. And then, since then, everything's really been kind of taken off. So we've moved out of the dining room. We're in an actual dedicated building that we don't live in, in the same place that we work, which is cool. Uh, now we've got up to, I think we got four, three employees that are on all time. And then we're looking to hire another employee. So that's been crazy, just shifting all that going from, you know, us working by ourselves in this tiny room to uh, us working with actual employees in this huge space that, you know, is way bigger than we need, but that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you guys have employees. Like, yeah. It's not just the two of you anymore. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> not just the two of us. We had to learn how to be bosses a little bit. Uh, we got our first employee back in January, uh, hired a couple more through the spring and then mid summer, we were up to five employees. Um, and then some of them ended up going back uh, to college, your university students at Michigan Tech up here. Um, so come the fall, they went back to school. But like Nathan said, working on hiring a couple more. And it's pretty wild. We don't have to do all of the work anymore. Yeah, it's it's pretty strange, like sitting at a machine and like working on a backpack and then like looking up and seeing other people like making all the accessories and stuff. And it's like, wow, this is just really surreal sometimes. <laughs> How did That's you- awesome. How did you all figure out who to hire and how to screen those people? Because, I mean, I've never hired anybody for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the first couple were like, wow, we really need some help. Hey, you sew, right? Oh, you're looking for a job? Yeah, come on, Evan. You're a cool guy. Uh, it was just kind of a guy we knew peripherally. He was going to come use our workshop a bit to make some hammocks. Um, and then when his job finished up, we, we hired him on. Uh, but now with our, our last hire and our current potential hire, we're uh, taking resumes, doing interviews, and we actually have one of our current employees, Sasha, who's like a, a friend hire. She's done recruiting before, so she's helping us out. So 
we're getting smarter and leaning on our employees' talents beyond just sewing a little more these days. That's really cool. We got some fans of yours on here. One of the big ones, we were talking about this earlier on is Greg. Greg Morton, yes. <laughs> yeah, man, we Greg. know how much you guys like Greg, and we know how much Greg likes you guys. He posts about it all the time. Huge Chicken Tramper fan. Also, uh, great seeing you at PCT Days and for making Super yeah. Waltz a stand-up to a Colorado rainstorm. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, people at PCT days, that was, it was cool. Yeah. That was a surreal experience. That's awesome. And we have a question and you told this last time, but there are a lot, of, like you, like we were saying earlier, you guys have grown a lot this year. We've grown a lot this year as a podcast. Um, you know, you guys have more than double tripled your sales and we've more than double tripled the size of the podcast in the same amount of time. So we've kind of been growing together here. Uh, but there are some people that want to know where the name came from. I know we said this last year, but there are a lot of people that probably weren't here to hear that. So why don't you tell everybody where the name Chicken Tramper comes from? Yeah, we'll be happy to rehash that one. Uh, <laughs> no one ever asks us. <laughs> <laughs> you probably never told this story, have you? Never told Not once, yeah. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we were starting the company. We had all these designs ready. We were at the stage where we needed to get the website, get the LLC paperwork. And so Nathan and I were sitting down in the apartment, drinking some creative beer, uh, just trying to come up with a name. Um, and uh, PCT Trail family, a friend of mine, texted me the name Tramper. And they're like, look at this cool word. It, it means to walk long distance over rough terrain for recreation. New Zealanders use it as a term for hiking. Uh, so we kind of just kind of like that word, put it on the bulletin board. And we're just kind of exploring other things. Yeah. And then uh, something that's kind of just been like a running joke through our lives, uh, through the fraternity that we were part of, um, was some of the guys in the 80s would draw these like stick figure representations of animals and different stuff. Uh, but the one that survived was the international sign of the chicken. Oh yeah. I got it right here. So, uh, you know, you'll pull like a picture off the wall in the house and on the back of it will be the sign of the chicken will be, you know, stenciled onto there and just be in random spots. And so we're like, Oh, you know, it's kind of cool. Chickens are a hearty animal. Like, all right. Yeah, it's nice. And then, uh, we called up Dan Lorenz. We're like, Hey, can we like use, your chicken is like our logo and like for our company. And he's like, wait, so that would mean that there'd be like hundreds of people with the chicken all over the world. And they're like, yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. Do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, chicken tramper was born. Yeah. Yep. And then like a month in, we put all the letters next to each other and it spelled C tug. And we were like, wow, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That is really cool. Hey, I want a big thank you to Andy Ackerman. Once again, man, thank you for the the super chat. Uh, that's really appreciated. He says he sleeps in a hammock in his big rig, and he wishes someone would come up with a frame for big rigs. That's a that's a great idea. Somebody needs to come up with that. A way to put a hammock in a big rig? That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Devin Ashby's on here, said it was nice to meet you guys at PCT Days, which is really cool. So, uh, And Greg Morton, of course. We know, we know Greg, <laughs> one of the coolest logos. Right. And uh, you, you guys, of course, yeah. are you. Hey, hey, hey. You probably, now here's the thing that I, I've noticed with small companies, like cottage companies, you get to know your customers. Like you recognize names and you really get to know people. Um, has that been something that's been true for you guys? And if it has, is that one of the things, has that been enjoyable for you guys getting to know customers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that you pick up on, especially the customers that will email with quite a bit about, you know, talking about the backpack or sizing or this accessory or whatever. Um, 
especially those ones you really get to know and see kind of what they're out there looking to do and you know the problems that they're trying to solve with our gear and all that kind of stuff and you know hearing them talk about how they're using our gear once they get it and, and seeing where they go with it is is really fulfilling seeing all of our stuff out in the wild and hearing good stories about people using our stuff is just really cool <laughs> What's mm-hmm. the cool. what's the main way that you all get that feedback from customers? Is it phone calls, Instagram tags? Like how how do you all normally get to hear about those things? Word of mouth? Uh, we get a fair amount of Instagram tags that we really enjoy checking out. I'd say the majority is through emails, um, and we just email quite a lot with people. We get a couple phone calls. Both our phone numbers are on the website, and we pretty much answer them whenever. Uh, I'd say one of the coolest things that happened recently was our chance to go to PCT days and talk to hikers in person who have been using our gear for thousands of miles. That was a pretty special thing. Uh, people coming up with a dingy fanny pack that looks all dirty, but it looks sturdy and uh, just pointing us out and, and talking about the gear. That should be your new, cat, your new catchphrase, dirty but sturdy. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know? Like, and, and I'm going to say this. I, I said in, it, like as we were introducing you guys, you guys have completely transformed my mind on one piece of gear that I swore I would never like. <laughs> I like fanny packs now. Yeah. You guys have converted me. I'm not even kidding you. It's like I never wanted them. I thought they were dumb and I didn't want one. But can I tell you how nice it is to be able to zip something up that's right in front of you and not have to like reach to your sides and do all that stuff? And it's really big. And so a lot of stuff fits in there. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. I thought fanny packs, fanny packs were the dumbest thing on the planet. <laughs> and then you guys changed my mind you sent me that backpack and the fanny pack and you told me you said you're gonna learn to love a fanny pack (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you're not the first person that you know has told us that we've had people that email us about backpacks and for all those reasons we always try and push the fanny pack over the hip belt pockets and we're like you know you can we do these and you can do them but we think the fanny pack's gonna be a lot better and you know they'll be hesitant and then they'll email us back and be like yep this is way better. This is great. <laughs> even, even when I use other backpacks, even when I use other backpacks, I still use your fanny pack. Oh, man. You nice. need to do a PSA about fanny packs. We'll film it and make it a YouTube short. It'll be great. It's okay. Yeah, we'll put some, like, you know, the I will remember you music behind it. It'll just be great. Like, yeah. I have a bunch Wait of sad people pack. who don't have fanny packs all upset because they, they don't enjoy hiking as much as they could. And then when they get the fanny packs, it goes from black and white to color. Oh and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing this. It's happening. It's absolutely happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, which fanny pack creeps into your everyday life? That's when you're really in trouble. I use my <laughs> fanny pack for like a man purse, basically. Sometimes I sling it. Sometimes I fanny pack it. But phone, wallet, keys, Apple, Cliff Bar, all, every day. Well, what? here's the thing: is if if you use it as a sling, it's not it's not a man purse. It's a sling. It's a sling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what it's a sling. Be quiet, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys. I'm on board with the fanny packs, and I have a couple of things I want to point out about it. So, one, I use it every time I use the pack. Okay. Two, the coolest place I've ever used it is I had, I put foot pegs on my motorcycle and I had to take off the saddle bags. And so I'm riding around with the fanny pack around my waist while on the motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Now, on the fanny packs, y'all have an interesting design because I know that some companies, they do a clip-in on the hip belt as in like it's kind of a partial hip belt and then on each side of your hip belt, your fanny pack clips in and kind of completes the hip belt. Mm-hmm. And you're all, you have a, a regular hip belt with no, at least the backpack you sent me, with no 
pockets on it, unless people order it that way. And then you put the fanny pack on top of it. So, and it kind of clips in. For those that are uh, just listening, I'll describe it. But I have one of the backpacks here, and you got the hip belt, and it clips in. You can put the clips wherever you want on there. I have mine clipped back here. And you can put it at whatever length that you want. Why did you all go with the design of clipping over the hip belt instead of clipping directly into the hip belt? And John's got the fanny pack for those watching. Yeah, so I guess a, a couple things. Um, we definitely didn't want to put it in so that it was load bearing. So you don't want to. We didn't want to use you know like the clips that are on the fanny pack as like the actual structural part of the hip belt. Mm-hmm. So we want to stay away from that and make sure all the load is going through the correct pieces of webbing and through that main buckle. Um, but then the other thing too is we want it to be super modular and usable for whatever you want to do. So. If we make a full fanny pack that can, you know, using these extra clips, just clip on wherever to your to our hip belt, or people will clip them on to like uh, the gusset straps of other backpacks and stuff like that. Then it's just a lot more usable. And then if you don't want to use it with your backpack, you still have that full strap to be able to use it as a fanny pack or a sling bag or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting design. I really like it, and I have a Canon M50, which is a small mirrorless camera, and it fits in there. And on the trail, sometimes, you know, when I'm out, I'll use a microphone that's kind of a shotgun mic. And if I have that on there, it's it's a pretty tight fit. I kind of kind of turn my fanny pack or turn my camera sideways in the fanny pack. But if I just have a little plug-in mic, like an omnidirectional, dude, that the fanny pack is next level for keeping my camera equipment, all my snacks, anything that I need. It is such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, see. We got we got some other things on here. Do you guys export to Europe? We do. We do. Yep. That's that's good. Now, just to give, we got to give some props to Pierre here for a second. <laughs> yeah. He he posted on here before this thing started. He it is two a.m. where he lives. <laughs> Actually, it's two fourteen a.m. It's even later than two a.m. <laughs> and uh, he's here live, man. That's just awesome. Um, Here's some more stuff. Uh, Greg Morton, the hip belt attachment clips change the way you use the fanny packs too, which is true. Um, also, uh, here was a, well, it moved on me. Um, Matthew DeLang wants, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. DeLang, DeLange, I don't know how you pronounce that, but any new gear or accessories for 2022? Uh, we've got a couple new things coming down the road. Uh, we can't promise any sort of timetable. We're, we're pretty busy these days keeping up with our previous orders, but if all things go well, then after about three months, we should have some new gear dropping. Um, we are going to modify our water bottle sleeve uh, to fit bear canisters, uh, bear spray, so there will be a way to have your bear spray. Yeah, not that's a bear canister on your chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do a PSA for that, too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sleeves to hold bear spray on the shoulder strap. And then there's this really cool company we met at PCT Day. It's called Canock, or uh, some people know them as Cnock, And they have these collapsible water bottles. Um, that are like the size of a smart water, but just a little bit wider. So we're going to adjust the water bottle sleeve uh, for this more sustainable approach for the CNOC water bottle. A um, couple other things. Yeah, a couple different sizes of wallet is on our radar next. So we've got the the one normal size wallet that we do that's all seam sealed, but then we're going to kind of increase that to a more of a passport size wallet. Uh, and then also gear one towards uh, cell phones and stuff like that. So try and do a few different options for people for those. Now that I was gonna say, I've used the chicken trapper wallet for a year, like, <laughs> yeah, like every day. 
Like not yeah. just like backpacking. It's just been my everyday because it weighs so little. It fits in my front pocket really easy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I use it literally every day. Yeah, fantastic Same wallet. Same here. <laughs> you can put all sorts of random stuff in there too because it's got a, just a zipper on there. So it's like keys or you know change or whatever else. Yeah, you just get tossed in. Carmex. I throw hairbands in there. Toothpicks. Oh yeah. I don't throw hairbands in there because I'm practically <laughs> going bald. So you know uh, I don't worry about the hairbands too much. But Jeremiah, I mean, he can use them for the beard. You know the hairbands. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, Austin's—he's got so such a long hair, man. John, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to grow it out like that. <laughs> See, John. I here's the thing: I had long hair. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just, say, let's just say it won't look good. It, it won't look good. Man. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. You should start early because Austin's in the locks for later program. It's like locks for love, but you just yeah. pull your hair out and then you cut it and then you make a wig for your own head. Yeah, I don't so donate can, my hair. Yeah. I cut it and I save it and I'm going to turn it into a wig later when I go bald. <laughs> that, see, I, I blew it. I should have done that. I, I really should have done that. Okay, I was going to ask you guys, you know, the like the webbing, I'm not sure what the material is, inside the fanny pack that gives you some more organizational space? Yeah. yeah Are you like Yeah. Yeah, what's it called? Lycra. Lycra, okay. Are you all considering putting that into the passport size um, wallet, or are you just going to keep the simple design one zipper? Would you want like a front pocket or internal pocket divider sort of thing? Well, I'm. here's my deal with the wallet. I like your all's wallet, and I use it on trail. I would use it every day if it were smaller. Like, I need one that is just big enough to fit, like, three cards and a little cash. We've had a, people, a few people ask about that. All right. Yeah. That's another one. We'll work on it. Oh, <laughs> I, man. Think, I think I actually said I think I was somebody that sent you an email about that. Uh, no, I, I sent you an email about that at one point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess maybe we'll have uh, three new sizes of wallet coming out. <laughs> 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 is this going to be the first Jeremiah Stringer merch? Because we have been begging for Jeremiah Stringer merch for like, for here, right here. Have you seen merch from Jeremiah yet? No, no one has. Keep bothering him. John, you have people emailing me. Good. <laughs> you, have people- you promised me. Okay, you guys, listen. Guys, Jeremiah promised me when he hit 10,000 subscribers, he would start making t-shirts. You know how many subscribers Jeremiah has now? Twenty-five thousand. Dude, and he has not made a single t-shirt. He lied to me. Man. Like, yeah, you get on what that. do you do when your friends lie? I mean, you, well, you you put stuff online so people bother them because yeah. they lied to you. <laughs> you let them know live on a podcast. That's right. You don't let down. You go. You go hard or go home. That's all I'm saying. I want those shirts, Jeremiah. John is going to be the first person to buy shares in the stocks for Jeremiah Stringer t-shirts. I guarantee you that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm expecting you to give them to me. Because <laughs> you owe me. I'm not paying a dang thing for them. I don't even want to, I don't even want to pay for a shirt. I want a free one. <laughs> okay. Can we, I, I'm dying to uh, talk to Nathan and Austin about, look at that Friday, the hiker hashtag team Jeremiah merch. I, you can stitch the waltz with Jeremiah's hair beard or beard hair. There we go. Oh, that'll be difficult. I so yeah, spin it. I'm I'm dying to talk to these guys about this backpack that they sent us. Um, is it yeah. okay if we talked about talk about that for a few minutes? 
Yeah, there's one right behind me right over here. Yeah, and I have one right here at my feet. So, so this backpack, uh, now remember we're live right now, but some people um, are just listening. These are future people. So we'll have to be a little bit descriptive because uh, most of the people are listeners instead of watchers. But we got this backpack, and this, I believe, is a 45 liter, but you all modded it. And what size would you say it is now that it's modded? I think it's a 50 liter is what we made yours. I could get the sheet. And, and yeah, check I think, it. I, I think it's what you said for both of them. You made us both 50 liter ones. Yep. So right. what did you do that you modified it to make it 50 liters instead of 45? So at that point, uh, the backpack is the exact same up to the roll top seam. And then we just increase the size of the roll top by a couple of inches. Uh, we just plug in the numbers to our Excel sheet and it tells us how big to make the, uh, the roll top. So there's just a little bit more room up top for you if you need to use it. And then you can roll that extra space down if you're not using it. That is so smart. I'm glad that you extended the roll top up because I pack a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have packed yeah. that bag to the top. <laughs> like I, there have been times when I've barely gotten it closed, but that's mostly because of bringing extra food. So yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about a few things and point out that I love. And then some places that have room for growth in my opinion, but maybe a really good fit for other people. And of course, some people may hate the things that I love. It's all very subjective. So take everything I say, you know, and, and use it however you will. So one thing I absolutely love, y'all are geniuses for putting this um, shot cord along the side. So yep. it has like cross shot cord going up the side above the water bottle pockets. And I stick my quarter zip or puffy in there all the time. If it's not going to be raining, that's where it goes because it gives me quick access. So that's a really good design. Also, the water bottle pockets... They will just eat all of your gear and ask for more. Like, they are so big. I put, like, my toiletries and my hygiene stuff and water bottles um, on either side. And then, um, dude, I I think that I told uh, Tayson at Outdoor Vitals, I was like, chicken tramper with this. So, below the mesh pocket, you all left a little bit of room, and you put loops that you can tighten or loosen for your chair. And some people yeah, may not use yeah. yeah, this is so smart. Some people may not use a chair, but you can put whatever you want there. You know, if you have a tent well, or whatever. And you know what the best part about it is? Where it's where it's at is below the pocket, but uh -huh. not below the backpack. So you can still sit the backpack up even with a chair strap to that. Like a lot of them have the straps, but it's underneath the pack. So if you try and sit the pack down, it's just gonna fall over. That pack with the chair on it will actually still sit up. Which yeah. That's like my favorite thing about where it's located because you, you've strategically put the pocket up just a little bit higher than where the strap is. And so whenever I take my pack off and set it down for taking a break, it doesn't fall over. And I think that's great. Yeah. And then another reason why we did that is uh, on my original backpack that I took out West, I had those loops, but on the bottom. And so that's where I put my bedroll, but it would just like bounce around all the time and like smack me in the back of the thigh and, you know, just kind of go all over the place. And it's a lot more stable when it gets yeah. back of the, uh, the backside of the bag under that pocket kind of holds it all in place. It definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah. That would be so annoying. Anything that's swinging and hits you, I cannot stand that. Yep. <laughs> so, I also want to point out, 
everything's customizable. Like I, I love like Royal blue, like UK blue. It's my favorite color. So I ordered mine in like UK themed colors. I got white mesh and then, um, blue accents and then black body. But y'all can order, if you buy one, you can order it whatever colors you want. Like, John, what did you get? Oh, I went straight. I mean, he went Kentucky. I went Ohio State, like 100% from a couple of Michigan guys, which is really cool because they don't sport. Uh, we <laughs> talked about this earlier. Yeah. But uh, I got I got gray and red with a black mesh on the pocket. Uh, the body is red and all the accents are in gray. Or, I mean, the, the body is in gray and the accents are all in red. Uh, it's fantastic. Like, I get a lot of really good comments about it. People asking, what brand is that? Where did you find that? Um, it's a good-looking pack. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. And I, I'm i not showing the inside right now, but Austin, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the frame design because I think it's absolutely genius. And yeah. fill us in on what you said. You told us beforehand there's a little some adjustments to how you're designing the frame now. I'm yeah. right here about that. Yeah, so the frames come a, a long way since the beginning. Um, Nathan and I made our own packs to go hike the PCT before the company started. Um, and I was trying to figure out what to use as my frame. And I was, you know, hashing out with Nathan. He told me I should use aero shafts. And I thought that was genius, a readily available carbon fiber cylinder. So I used aero shafts for it, worked really well. And the really nice thing is uh, if you're out on trail, your frame stay breaks. Hopefully it doesn't happen. It has never happened to anyone that's had our packs and is hiking. Yeah. Uh, but if it breaks, then you can just go to a store and uh, go pick up an arrow. And that actually happened to Nathan. Uh, it wasn't on trail, though. It yeah, was... no, it was uh, when I got off of the plane to go to trail, I got my bag back from the airline and all of the shafts were broken. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Oh, wow. But I just went to the hardware store. I got some arrows and then it was fine. So. We thought we'd pass along that option and ability to our customers, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. And that's a frame is, you know, kind of a critical piece of the backpack if you're looking at a frame bag. So if that breaks, it kind of just changes the whole way you have to use your bag. So, you know, making that you know, a nice, easily replaceable part seemed like the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if you're not using a frame, you're packing different. You're not bringing the same gear. So if that frame breaks, that's going to be a rough trip because you're not packing it for a frameless pack. That's yeah. way different. And it's rough on you and it's rough on the pack. The frame really helps keep the ba- uh, the backpack uh, last longer just because of how all the forces are distributed. It's very intentional um, where the forces are going. And so when we got back to design our backpacks, uh, Nathan designed these 3D printed brackets that hold the frame in place. So it's an upside down U uh, where we have two vertical arrow shafts and one horizontal at the top with brackets um, at the top corners that hold in each of those shafts and uh, just create a really good load transfer from, you know, uh, the backpack down into the hips. And then we have this new design where both the lower attachment and upper attachment are directly tied into critical places. So the lower attachment of the frame is directly tied into the hip belt, while the upper attachment of the frame, an internal frame, is connected directly to the load lifters. So when you tug on the load lifters, you're literally pulling the frame towards you. And Nathan's got a backpack yeah. here. So this is the the old bracket design. And you can see how this just has this rounded top with nothing going on. And so then this is the new bracket design. I don't know how well you can see. So instead of just having this uh, ladder lock that connects to the rest of the backpack and that's holding it on, we've added this ladder lock on the top. So now 
this load collector, instead of the webbing going into the seam and then through some fabric to a different seam to get to the webbing to go to the frame, this piece of webbing is continuous and is the part that runs through into this top part of the bracket. So all the load that goes into this piece of webbing is directly transferred to this top part of the bracket, which means that instead of when you're know, pulling on this, instead of pulling this seam down, it really just pulls the whole uh, strap up instead. So you get a lot more dynamic movement of the actual shoulder strap instead of just kind of manipulating the top corner of this bag. It all stays nice and square, nice and framed up. And then it allows you to pull the shoulder strap like up off the top of your shoulder if you want, or if you slide it down or pull it, the bag a little bit more closer to your back. But you get a lot more, uh, you know, actual uh, field movement from it than uh, our previous design. Yeah. That's great. And for the people who are listening online, uh, go on over to our YouTube channel if you want to see like what this looks like. Um, it's released the same day as the the audio, so make sure you get out there and check that out because uh, it's a really cool design. You guys have really been thinking through all this stuff. I mean, you're getting some good comments here, too. You got that's a great idea. And here's here's a big one right here. Genius. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> okay, so. there's there's still other things that I really love about this backpack. But I want to talk about a couple of things that I wonder if y'all would consider changing. Yeah, you gave us the good, now gave us the bad and the ugly. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, I be, don't know. Be nice, Jeremiah. Be nice. I don't know if there's necessarily bad or ugly, but I I'm not a fan of the um, after you roll it down and then you snap it to secure the roll down. I don't know why you all use two um, anchor points instead of one. To me, it is a little bit cumbersome to have to adjust two of them whenever I'm out in the field. Would you all consider just running um, one? But I, I know that the, it would create an issue of like the excess would kind of fall down your back, you know, if you were to put it right in the middle. So, And you're talking about the, the V closure strap that goes on the top of the bag yeah clips him yeah i only gotcha. need i only need enough to secure the backpack i mean yours is extra secure because it's v-shaped but the mm -hmm. one i'm a bigger fan of the one because it's less complicated yeah i wonder if we could maybe have alternate straps so we could have one for if you're not packing stuff up there maybe one for if you are packing stuff up there because mm -hmm. a lot of people will use a lot of that extra slack to strap their tent up top or maybe their bear canister up top yeah um, but so you just want one to close so we could have uh, an alternate strap that you could thread through those ladder locks that would maybe be two into one and then and then uh yeah we could look into that mm -hmm. yeah well that i yeah. think that that yeah, would uh it would simplify now here's here's a great question real quick um backpack is sold out so you, somebody tried to buy one just now. Um, <laughs> when will more be in stock? We were talking about this just a little bit ago. Why don't you give everybody kind of an update on that? Yeah, okay. So uh, we're pretty new to running a business. We're you know, two and a half years in. We're pretty adept at making gear, but making a lot of decisions as we go. And we accepted way too many backpack orders about eight to four months ago in that range. And uh, because of that, we got pretty bogged down. So what we did is instituted a limit on backpack orders to four per month. So on the first of the month at noon, uh, we release four backpacks into our stock and that's it for the month. And then um, our goal, and we're getting very close, is to reduce our lead time significantly and then start raising the amount of backpack orders we can take per month. And that'll be happening over the next uh, few months. We're, we're pretty much close to finishing our giant backlog 
we want to use that little bit of free time and space that this will afford us to see if there's any other improvements, uh, finalize the new frame design, get that into production, and then we'll probably start raising the, uh, the quota per month. Mm-hmm. And are, are, have you guys been affected by the uh, shortages of materials and everything like everybody else has been? We're just now starting to, to feel the pains of that. You know, we'll run out of a color and then we'll talk to our supplier, Dimension Polyant, and they'll be like, well, we're short on stuff and we're not running this color until September or November or whenever. And it's like, all right, well, I guess we wait. <laughs> yep. or, you know, try and scavenge, you know, parts from other people that, you know, actually have X-Pack. But yeah, we're definitely running into that. I think that's probably the biggest thing that's hitting us right now is just the X-Pack material is, you know, kind of lagging behind <laughs> yeah it's that in ykk ykk oh, yeah. they make great zippers but wow they have lead times worse than ours and that's really saying something <laughs> <laughs> would y'all um is it an effective business model to also run like a sideline that is i don't know maybe it's cheaper but it's not customizable other than you need the proper measurements and you could just kind of run a stock mm-hmm. hey there's going to be 10 of these available every month I, you'd probably have to hire more employees but Y'all, y'all looking at doing something like that? Yeah, that's something we've talked about a lot. And that's sort of uh, another thing that we've kind of transitioned into since, you know, getting into the building and having to run a lot more stuff month to month is stocking items and trying to build stock items instead of doing everything custom. So right now we're even doing uh, a couple different stock colors of fanny pack and that kind of thing, which makes it a lot easier for us to forecast and produce. Um, so Eventually, yeah, we'd like to switch into, you know, having at least, you know, one or two color sets that people can choose from out of however many sizes we determine that are just sort of in stock all the time that we can just kind of continuously make. Because you're definitely right. It's way easier production wise and planning wise to make stuff that's not custom. Uh, so getting all that stuff figured out beforehand is always easier than just taking orders as they come. And then you got to, you know, figure out what color, what size, all this stuff and everything just kind of gets jumbled together. So we're definitely looking forward to stocking, you know, probably start with our 15 liter and 25 liter packs. We'll probably get stocked first. And then once we kind of sort out how that looks and how that's working out, move into the larger packs that are really stocked. It looks like uh, <clears throat> Backcountry Exposure Devin from Waymark is on here, and he said, good luck getting green from Dimension. Yeah. We're waiting um, on green, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me ask you a question. Say, say I ordered a green backpack. Would it be possible you guys could contact those people and say, hey, listen, it doesn't look like we're getting green anytime soon. Would you be willing to pick a different color so you can get your backpack sooner? We haven't had to do that yet, but there might that might be coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know everybody I've talked to just says there's nothing out there right now and everything's kind of in flux. COVID kind of screwed everything up. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's hard. I know it's hard for you guys. KillQuest is on here. I know they actually came oh, to your yeah. shop and bought their backpacks, did they not? They did. Yeah. They actually uh, came the first time when we were still in the dining room and then they were just up for uh, Isle Royal this summer and stopped by on their way out of town and got to see the new place and see all that stuff. So that was pretty cool to see them at the beginning and sort of the middle of our new building journey. <laughs> yeah. They're two, they're two of the most fun people. Like mm-hmm. They're just absolutely great. Um, here's a question for you too. Any, uh, any plans for a 60 to 70 liter? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love when you ask a question of people to make yeah. beer and they, there's just mention, silence for a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I'll mention is our 50 liter, so our 45 modded to a 50 is maybe what Osprey would call like a 55 or a 60. So we do have a bag that's pretty big and uh, comparable to a larger Osprey bag. Like 
Uh, Jeremiah, what would you compare that chicken tramper backpack to, uh, say, to one of your Ospreys or something like size-wise? Do you have a, a thought? Yeah, I have used for years now the um, Osprey Atmos 65 liter. And I'm not really sure how they calculate that because I think they add a little, they cushion it a little bit because it has outside pockets and you kind of, they're not really as deep as, if you have it packed full, they're not really as effective. But I would say this is, it's hold slightly less than that 65 liter body. So I think you're right on the money. It's between like yeah. somewhere right in the sweet spot between like 53 and 60. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Would, I would agree with that 100%. I've got the same backpack and yeah, it's, it almost holds exactly what my Osprey does. Because uh, like like Jeremiah said, you 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 fill up the Osprey and you can't put anything in the outside pockets hardly uh, just because of the way it's made. And you guys made your outside pocket so it actually comes out away from the pack. So it doesn't matter how full the pack gets, that pocket is still the same size, which is yep. <laughs> which is really nice. Really yep. nice. One of those things that really annoyed us as well with other backpacks. And we're like, why, why are they doing this? Let's do this. This will be better. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> well, it fits a Dyneema tarp in there really nicely with no problem. So I love it. I have um, one other, I think, one other thing I want to ask you guys about. I absolutely love that on the back you all include this pad. So you get like a, a sit pad included and it kind of cushions and you can't feel the um, the frame made of arrow shafts through the pad at all. Very comfortable. Now, this is my number one gripe with this backpack. So if there wasn't ugly, this would be it. I need to put this sit pad in. If I want to do it very easily, I need to put it in before I pack the backpack. And to me, that's an issue because one of the last things I want to pack is the sit pad because while I'm packing the backpack, a lot of times I want to lay stuff on the sit pad to keep it kind of clean and organized. Or maybe I want to kneel on it while I'm packing it up. And if I wait to put the sit pad in, sometimes it's a little bit of a tight fit. But I can still get it in there. It's just a little bit inconvenient. So it's not that big of a deal. And probably it's my fault for packing the backpack to the brim every time. <laughs> so that may be a me problem. But um, it, it would kind of throw a wrench, I'm sure, into what you all buy. But would you all ever consider putting a actual like stretchy mesh on the back instead of the, uh, is it X-Pack? Is that what it's made of? Yeah, so the sit pad is held place uh, held in place with X Pack uh, on the back, and we've made a few for people upon request uh, with Lycra. So it's basically half inch elastic and Lycra uh, holding in the sit pad, and it's definitely easier to get it in. Uh, but the one thing that we're all about is durability, and we just don't think that Lycra is going to stand up as well as X Pack for two thousand, four thousand, six thousand miles, and that's the goal is to get these backpacks to that many miles. Um, I will say I, I, you know, hike with one of our backpacks and when my backpack is stuffed, it is a little bit of a chore sliding it in there. Um, I had some success with, uh, trimming a little bit more off of the sides of my sit pad with just some standard scissors if, if it's really bugging you. Um, but yeah, I don't know any advice, Nathan. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have advice wise, not too much to add. Uh, the trick is that I would say is getting the corners. The corners are always the part that get folded up. Uh, so I usually try and like get my finger in one of those divots and slide my hand up into there to try and like pull it in instead of pushing it in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, you know, you're saying it might be a you problem, but it's probably not just a you problem. You know, no, it's, it's just a Jeremiah problem. <laughs> Jeremiah has all kinds of problems and they're always, they're only his. So but, uh, it's good to get feedback like that for stuff to work on. We could even look at, um, you know, 
kind of boxing those pockets a little bit, sort of like the bottoms of our outside pockets are. So then instead of it laying flat against that back panel, it has a little bit of a standoff so that you'd be easier to slide in and out. So it's another something we can work on and experiment with. Yeah. I will say Doc Watson says something that I was about to say, actually, and that's uh, that's what you use a ground sheet for, ground cloth for. Lay your stuff on your pa- as you pack, and then Tyvek is cheap and pack small. Actually, what I do is I leave my Tyvek out, and it's the last thing I pack, and I put it in the back pocket. I just roll it up into a yep. little ball and just shove it in there. So uh, I actually have the seat pad, sit pad put away beforehand. So maybe you should try that, Jeremiah. I, <laughs> I, do, th- I do that as well, but yeah. I have all this stuff. I need a lot of room to spread spread it out. <laughs> I told you it's a me problem. Well, your ground cloth's a lot bigger than your sit pad, isn't it? It is, but I still, unless I'm really piling it on, it's a little bit tough to fit. That's fair, man. I've seen what you pack. You do bring a lot of stuff. You are definitely not the king of ultralight. <laughs> no, so. and that's something I was going to say about the 60 to 7, 70 liter. Like, you all are sea tug for a reason, right? It's, it's ultralight gear. So whenever you are making... It's hard to make a 70-liter backpack, even though it still would be ultra-light. You know, you can make it as tall as you want, and I guess. But it's it's hard to be C-tug if somebody's bringing 70 liters worth of stuff. You know, that's probably going to weigh 40 pounds. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's the other trick is, you know, the, the frame design is kind of designed to these extents of what we know and what we've used it for. You know, you can't really control... When, when someone has a bag that big, you can't really control the kind of weight that they're going to put in it. So it's hard for us to say like, oh yeah, you know, this will be fine as a 70 liter and just put it out there. So we definitely have to look into it a little bit more and we'd have to do a little bit more redesign on the, the actual structure of the bag as well, because we wouldn't just make our existing bag taller to make it 60 liters. Cause then you're going to have all this like weight above your head. It'd be like a whip snake. A whip snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so we, we'd have to, you know, bump out a bunch of dimensions and stuff too, which would affect where the frame goes and the straps and all that stuff. So potentially one day if we can, you know, make it work so that we're confident that it's not going to, you know, come apart with some of these higher loads because I think that's what we would expect for somebody at like a 60 or 70 liter is a lot heavier pack. Uh, so we'd have to take a lot of time to kind of design around that and see what kind of pitfalls we might have to watch out for. Yeah, you might not be able to use the same uh, frame just for the weight alone. You never know. Yeah, you might yeah, have to do like a, like a cross so, in there too or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's not a bad idea too. Um, so here's a question. We talked about this beforehand. I'm sure everybody who's watching right now would love to see what your new place looks like. And you <laughs> said you could give us a tour. Um, sure. So if you can narrate as you're touring for our listeners so they understand kind of what's being shown also, um, we would love to see what this place looks like. Cool. Cool. Take you for a spin around. <laughs> All right, what are we looking at? All right, so this is uh, one of our two of our sewing machines in this corner, and then our racks of X packs. So we used to just have a little bin that we, you know, put them all in. But then that once we started ordering by like fifteen or twenty yards, that was like not enough space. We rack now. So there's two of our machines. And then we got two more machines over here. So this is now our- what 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 are those machines called? What are they exactly? Uh, so this is a Juki DDL eighty five hundred machine, which is uh, an older model but still works really good. Uh, but the main model that we use are Juki DDL 8700s. And those uh, are sewing machines, right? For the people that are listening and not being able to yeah, see what's yeah, going so on. There's a lot of sewing machines around here. Yeah. They're yeah. industrial sewing machines, straight stitch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, two more machines over there. Our little singer in the corner that does our zigzags and stuff. And then it's the best way to do this. <laughs> Painting it around. We got to walk you around this time. <laughs> 
that our hot knife station where we cut everything that's got to get uh, cut with the hot knives. This is a big sliding table that'll come through, cut things to the right measurement, and then slide it forward and cut everything out. So we designed this and made all that. And we even have a desk area now, so we don't have to sit at the same table we sew at while we're on a computer, which is wild. And, uh, there's a couch in here, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a bougie looking couch from a distance. Maybe when you get up close, it's not so fancy. Oh but no, here it looks super bougie. It's super comfy, but it was super free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then we just got all more, you know, kind of eating area and stuff. A huge storage room in the back through this other door. Uh, where we just kind of put all of our inventory and that kind of stuff. And then around here, we got some more machines. So we got another Juki 8700. And then this is a Juki LLU 55, I think, uh, which is a walking foot machine, which is what we use for all of our foam and our high stack up sort of jobs. So like the hip belts and the shoulder straps and anything that's got, you know, mesh foam, webbing and all that stuff layered on top of each other. The walking foot does a really nice job of keeping it all together while it gets sewn through because it, it has an upper foot as well as the lower feed dog, so it kind of comes forward and pinches and then pulls all the material forward. So it does really good in keeping everything from shifting back and forth and keeps everything stacked up nicely and in the right spot. Um, yeah. Table and storage. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our big work table. So we upgraded uh, from our you know four by eight foot table, which we thought was huge, to an eight by eight table, which is extra huge. So now we got all this cutting space and all this project space for us to work on, which is awesome. And then instead of cardboard boxes and bags of stuff laying in our closet all over the place, we actually have little bins to organize things, which is crazy. Who <laughs> thought that, you know, everything should have a home and be easy to find? Yeah. It, it's the little things, right? It's the it little things. Yeah. It's the little things. So yeah, so that's the, you know, the main room of the shop. And then we have a whole other floor downstairs that we aren't using yet. Uh, and there's a little space for some retail if we want to do that over the next year or so. Yeah, you want to add anything else on? Pretty good tour. That was like the majority of the stuff, man. Wow, he, you know, Austin did such a great job framing everything using the roll of thirds. I would, I would hire him on for the channel, man. That that yeah. was legit. Yeah. Okay. Now that you say it, shout out the Chicken Tramper YouTube channel. We have four videos, and they're only a little bit redundant. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming out with just slightly redundant, just slightly. Yeah. So, what are y'all? Uh, planning on putting on your YouTube channel? Uh, so right now we just have a couple of product overviews so that when people email us with the same questions, we can just send them the link. So a whole lot of how do you open, close S clips? How do you attach uh, our accessories to your backpack? Cause we have a near universal attachment system for all of our shoulder strap accessories, but it's not always obvious how to attach them. Um, some people have the daisy chain webbing going up and down, but some people don't, but, our accessories still work on their packs in different ways. Um, so a lot of product overviews right now. Eventually, uh, we want to maybe, you know, take some trips and just talk about gear out in the woods, maybe film us hiking and, you know, join the YouTuber channel <laughs> hiker party. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Are you Subscribe. Hit that like button. Yeah. Y'all mentioned um, accessories. So I, I have... Um, the cell phone, so, so you all asked me, like, what kind of accessories do you want or what kind of set accessories would you consider on your backpack? And I was like, I'm not a big fan of the water bottle um, sleeves on my shoulder because it, it's just not comfortable for me. But your all's backpack is so accessible that I can literally just reach behind me, 
because that pocket's so big and pull the water in and out, you know. That's if you don't have hobbit arms like I do. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> there's no backpack alive that I can reach back and do that. Like, it just doesn't work. So. I got the orangutan arms, though, so. Yeah. I would have to take my shoulder out of socket to be able to do that on any <laughs> given backpack. It doesn't even matter, so. So, I elected to go with the uh, cell phone holder. Now, I don't, I don't think it's exactly waterproof, but I've never had an issue with any water getting on my phone. Of course, it's an iPhone, so I assume that it's at least semi-waterproof. you know, waterproof. And y'all have the little Velcro. It's so convenient, and it was so smart to put that little um, mesh pocket on the front. I always keep like a lighter or you know something I want to keep handy on there. What, what inspired the design behind that specific accessory? Uh, the shoulder strap phone pocket came from a trail family member of mine named Toucan, named after two cans, not the bird Toucan. <laughs> anyway, uh, Toucan, uh, just texted us one day seeing if we can make him a little, uh, accessory to carry his cell phone on his shoulder strap. And we mocked it up from there. It went through four or five iterations until it is where it is. Um, but it was just a lot of talking to him about what he wanted, making his prototype sending one to a couple other hiker friends, uh, seeing what they think about it and just developing it from there. And yeah, we really found that that front Lycra pocket, people dig that. You can fit so much junk in those front <laughs> Lycra pockets. And then the phone pocket is still totally open for you with the, the X-Pack pocket part. Yeah. And if yeah. you have a, oh, sorry, John. Keep going, man. You're good. Let's hear what you got to say. Okay. I was just going to point out that sometimes on the trail, my phone's dead and I'm not at camp and I want to charge it. And it's really inconvenient to like charge it in your pocket because you got that battery pack. So you can kind of like throw that all into one space and you can stuff the cord in there and, and charge your phone. Like I leave the Velcro up, but you can charge your phone while you're hiking on trail and then it's still accessible to you. You know, you didn't have to pack it in your backpack or you got a string, you got a cord hanging out of one of your pockets. Yeah, there's so, so many great things about it. And this one's probably our bad for not really giving instructional cards or anything with our gear, but there's a little webbing strap on the inside of your phone pocket. Um, it's a secondary closure that you can pull out and put over your phone and what? it'll hold your phone in there <laughs> while the cord is sticking out of the top there. Yeah. So fold that main flap all the way in, fold that down, and then you pull out that little, yeah, just like that, then pull out the little three quarter inch uh, webbing piece. And then that'll attach to the back of the to the back of the phone holder. I'm I'm confused. So there's a little strip of webbing inside that oh. pocket. Oh, yeah. So pull that up. Oh, I always I love it when Jeremiah goes. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew this existed. So yeah, that'll go over the top edge of your phone and Velcro onto the backside. So there's a little piece of soft Velcro on the backside that you can turn it around and look at. Oh. It'll really there you go. Oh my God. Yeah. Y'all should have told me about that a year ago. Yeah. that. Yeah. I should have checked out your YouTube channel. You're right. <laughs> Here's a question. Is, is the cell phone pocket designed to, to, let me see what I think it's hang the phone for filming. If you wanted, if not, is that something you would design? Yeah, so it's not designed right now to be able to do that. Uh, the phone's, like, entirely inside of that inner pocket. Um, you could try putting it in the Lycra pocket and just facing out. Um, you know, you would be able to probably get to the screen uh, with it like that, but the Lycra pocket is short enough that probably your camera is up above that. 
Um, but that's something we could look into, though. Um, yeah, I've never thought about that, to be honest, but good ideas come from anywhere. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> well, well, I will say, uh, I do have the water bottle pocket, and I put that on. That's another thing I put on every backpack. It doesn't matter if it's a day pack or if it's it's the, the C-Tug 45. I'm taking that with me every time. I use it on every single trip. Uh, it's a fantastic pocket. Uh, you guys make two different sizes of those, right? Yeah, we make one for the 0.7 liter size smart water bottle and then the one liter size. And really the only difference is the height. Um, you can actually fit a one liter bottle inside of the 0.7. And then the part that's sticking out, you can just take the, the toggle with the shock cord and pull it up over the mouthpiece of the water bottle to keep it in there instead of cinching it shut. So you can really use either size for the one liter, but it just depends on what you're looking to do, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well... I. Shout out to uh, Garage Grown Gear. I know Lloyd Vogel was on here earlier. I don't know if he's still on here, but that's how I found out about you guys. And I wouldn't be ha- I couldn't be happier with my wallet and water bottle pocket. Man, so. uh, Lloyd and Garage Grown are such incredible people. Uh, we appreciate them so much. We actually got to meet Lloyd in person at Trail Days, which was pretty cool. We've been doing business with them for a couple of years yeah. now. And we got Lloyd to and Amy actually. Yeah, yeah. We got to meet both. Yeah, no, he's cool. a he's a great guy. He's actually been on the show. And uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, we were talking about him and I blanked on his name. Now, this isn't shocking if you know me well. I could be talking about my wife and forget her name. That's not because I don't love my wife or I don't like Lloyd, but I actually sent him an email and I was like, dude, I totally forgot your name. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, Lloyd. And and he just laughed and sent me back another message. It was like, it's fine. But I literally forgot Lloyd's name. On a live podcast. Yeah, we had Garage Growing Gear on here. You know, what's his face? It <laughs> yeah. old my best friend. Dude, I can't remember yeah. his name right now. I feel like a cool guy with the red hair and the good mustache. Yeah. Yeah, he, he likes to hike. Um yeah. oh, it felt so bad. But yeah. But Lloyd, Lloyd's awesome. He's an awesome guy. And uh I, I love what I love the fact that you guys and other cottage gear companies have a place like garage grown gear that can kind of help you get your name out there. Um, and, and from talk from hearing you just now, that's uh that's definitely something that has helped out for sure. Get the name out there. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of like this uh, springboard for, you know, companies our size because you know, originally starting out, it was like we had all this stuff, but we didn't know how to reach anybody because we didn't have, you know, an Instagram with followers or anything on YouTube, obviously, or anything like that. Um, but getting on garage grown gear, they just have, so many people coming in through looking for one thing or another. And it's such a diverse collection of things that you go there to look for one thing. And then you find five other things that you end up reading about for an hour and a half. And you know, it's just, that's just huge trying to put all that stuff in one spot just as a resource for people to understand what's even out there and what can be made and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And not only do they, you know, stock our gear and, and promote it, but they also are actively engaged with us, uh, having us on some of their blogs, maybe doing an interview or inviting us to giveaways or small business sales week. Uh, they're a really active company and really help companies like us, uh, get a foothold and, uh, you know, do our thing, innovate a little bit, push the big brands to do different stuff and, and work hard. That's awesome. And now I have a real important question for you, and it needs to come out. It has to be asked. Uh, would you guys ever consider partnering with a company that sells a poop hammock? Because <laughs> here's the thing: we have not talked about poop yet, and there's and and uh, the pizza ninja. The first thing he asked was, "Did I miss the poop questions?" All right. So, so pizza ninja, it's been asked. But would you? Would you ever partner with it? Because there's a company in Michigan that makes the porta privy. Man, and it is a poop hammock. 
Board of Preview. I mean, we sell a, am I allowed to say the S word on here? We, we sell an SHIT kit. So I feel like they might go hand in hand. Maybe we need like a little attachment system for our kit to hang on the hammock. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you guys about your all's poop kit because I, I talked to y'all about this a long time ago. I think one of you, I can't tell on Instagram, you know, who's messaging me. I don't know if it's one of you two or Sasha or who, but um, <laughs> so who was it, Austin? Probably me. Okay. So one of you made a comment about, hey, man, you're, you're using a Ziploc bag as your poop kit. And uh, uh, I knew that y'all had one coming out, but I checked on your website and it says sold out. So when, yeah, yeah when would those be available? Do I need to get on there at noon? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll talk after the show about that. Um, but no, we'll have it back in stock at some point. Um, we ran them for a while. It was a pretty uh, niche product and there was some interest. And then... Um, uh, it would just take a portion of my week every week to make them. And mm. we really needed to focus on some other stuff. So I have some improvements I want to make on it, some process things I want to make a little bit better. And then we'll probably start releasing them again in a little while or, or just start doing small run orders uh, where I Google poop kit in our email and everyone who's emailed us about it in the last three months, I'll, mm. I'll send them an email and be like, all right, we're doing it. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause there's a spot for like I used to do some spades, and I know a lot of people do because it's like one of the lightest spades that you can get out there for digging a cat hole. And then mm-hmm. you have uh, a pretty much water resistant, waterproof place for your toilet paper. You don't have to worry about it getting wet. I mean, there's you all thought through the design, and it's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, so I'm excited for those to be back in stock and. I'm sure not everybody wants one, but if there is some market there, that is a really cool product. Well, I know that one of their examples of one is this beautiful red and gray one. Yeah. Oh, John. I think that is it. that Jeremiah, that's what you should get is a nice red and gray. Yeah, we're gonna send him a red and gray one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It would be beautiful. I think it'd be awesome. I do like the fact you call it the number one solution to your number two confusion. That is a, that is a good play on words. I like that. It was Emily Batdorf, the copywriter we had on for a while. Look She's it. great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh here here's a question. We're hitting about an hour right now, and it's important that people know how to find you. So do you want to kind of give a heads up on the best ways to get a hold of you guys, to find out information about what's going on with the company, uh, anything like that? Yeah, so uh, I guess the first thing is you can you can Google Chicken Tramper and get onto a website or Chicken Backpack. I think we were like the third you know link if, we, if you Google that. Um, but so on the website, you know, it pretty much has, you know, whatever is in stock, it'll tell you on the website. And then you can also sign up for our newsletter, which, you know, we'll put out an email when bigger things are back in stock or when we got a new product coming out or anything like that. Uh, and then social media is another big one that you can get a hold of us with. Yep. Uh, chicken right up there. Yeah. Uh, chicken <laughs> underscore tramper underscore gear. Uh, we've got our employee Sasha posting a lot more these days. We're highlighting uh, stories of people who tag our gear. Um, and then like Nathan said, we send out a, a newsletter maybe about once a month, uh, for gear drops, you know, when we're out of stock as something, the best place to see when we're going to be in stock is definitely Instagram. Um, and then we also have a new YouTube channel with a couple of videos on there that'll explain how to attach our accessory items to your backpack. Um, and yeah, if you just search, uh, chicken tramper on YouTube, I forget what the channel is actually called. That one's pretty new. We're, we're not, yeah, there's four videos. Like I said. 
Yeah, the, yeah, I didn't have the address for that one, or I would have put that on there too. Yeah, so. no that one I didn't know, but you, you button hooked me on that one. So <laughs> the Instagram, everybody needs to go on there and check out um, you all making your sign. That I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. Sasha did a great job cutting all that together. Yeah, she's killing it. Yep, we uh, we set up a projector at the sign after we did all the base coats and stuff. Set up a projector with Sasha's design for the sign, and then Sasha went and penciled in with the projector, and then she went and painted it all. She she killed it on that one. Uh, yeah. You need to you need to keep her. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, we're aware. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple more comments. I want to make sure we get in here real quick. Uh, Andy Ackerman says, hire a high schooler part-time to put together kilts, yo, or pick kits. I thought it said kilts at first. I'm like, hey, dude, you guys could build some ultra-like kilts. That would be good. Yeah, we built uh, the trail days and love them. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Uh, Unpaved Explorer said, what about printing options on the pack? Is it offered? Uh, we don't have capability to do that. Uh, we've had people that will uh, send us, like, Velcro to put on there for, like, Velcro patches and stuff like that. But as far as printing on the material itself – we don't really have any capability of figuring out how to do that. <laughs> I'll tell you, I can't even believe I'm putting this up here, but it should be maize and blue. Come on. Come on. Iron words, cools. <laughs> That's got to be Johnny. That's got to be him. So uh, then uh, for for us in Michigan, do you do local sales or only online? I just caught a fly, by the way. Anybody's curious. Um, Agility. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so we do have a shop in downtown Hancock. That's in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Uh, Houghton Hancock are the cities where uh, Michigan Tech is. Uh, that's the college we went to. Um, so we don't have a, a dedicated retail space yet. There's room downstairs for us to make one. We're going to uh, you know, paint the walls, make it look a little bit better. It's maybe a project for next summer. Um, but we're happy to have people stop by. If you Google us, you can get directions to the shop, and you can walk on in or call ahead, and we're here Monday through Friday, nine to five, pretty consistently. <laughs> Most of the time, longer. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more uh, TikTok. You guys gonna start doing dance videos? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's really on our radar yet. But we can talk to Sasha and see what her thoughts I mean, are. I mean, you guys could do some killer dance videos, right? You know, that would be. Yeah, I, I know Jeremiah and I would watch those. That's we not the only thing. Them. That's not the only thing on TikTok. You all could make some killer, like, 20, 30-second, 60-second videos of putting backpacks together and the different – that that would be a big marketing tool. Forget all that. Who cares about marketing? Just dance on the videos. <laughs> <laughs> put some weird graphics up. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely- and Emily says, I know you have it in you. So just got to make sure we put that out there. <laughs> Yeah, right. I do what kids are doing these days, so I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, you're not that old. You can't say that yet. I feel old. We feel old. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you guys? Uh, I just turned 26. Yeah, and 27. And you guys are business owners. We're yeah. just as surprised as you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and not just business. And here's the thing. It's not just business owners, man. It's, it's business owners of a rapidly growing business. So... That's yeah. pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. Oh, Gear Test Outdoors is on here. Engineers and dancing don't mix. Don't ask me <laughs> how I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of holds true for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. One last question. We'll quit. We'll quit putting stuff out there. But how about hiking wrestler moves on TikTok? You guys want to do some pro wrestling? Because listen, Jeff Garmeyer was on here this past year, and uh, we're gonna have an all star wrestling matches thing between backpackers online maybe we could get you guys to wrestle Devin 
from Waymark. We could have a two-on-one <laughs> handicap match. Oh, man. No, he's Yeah, I guess it depends on – I don't know, you know, any WWE moves, but I wrestled folk style in, in high school, so that's all buried in here somewhere. Uh, and you could jump off top ropes. Anybody can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll be the ring girl. I got the hair for it. <laughs> 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 that's fantastic well jeremiah you have any more questions for these guys i just want to say congratulations guys i absolutely love the gear that i've tried so far i'm excited i enjoy really enjoy having you guys on and i'm excited to see what the future holds and if y'all are willing i'd love to uh especially you all coming out with new products come back on here and and talk about those and um you know anything that we can do to help let us know because I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, and Devin's already said he's not doing the wrestling match. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say I appreciate thoughtful gear. And, and you guys genuinely make thoughtful gear, like gear that's actually been well thought out. Uh, it's gear that's designed for people who do what we do. And uh, I, I love your story of how you came up with the idea for your gear, actually going on the PCT and just asking people what do you like and just writing notes down and that's where these backpacks came from that's there's something pretty awesome about backpacks that are genuinely designed for backpackers from backpackers and so i appreciate what you guys are doing i know there's a lot of people that are on here tonight that feel the same way and uh definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are coming up with in the future and i'm like jeremiah I can't wait to do this in another year and be like, yeah, remember when they got into REI? That was really cool. Um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so congratulations on everything, guys. Seriously. Man, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we both really mean it when we say you were a big part of our journey a year ago. Uh, we were still in the dining room and pretty soon after that, with a lot of your advice and a lot of your listeners becoming uh, customers of ours and you know, like you said, growing together, which congratulations to you guys, by the way. Uh, but no, it, it's really a pleasure and we're, we're down for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we can meet up with you guys before a whole year goes by. But, you know, who knows what will happen. We still need to hike. That's, that's, exactly. that's just got to yeah. happen. We still need to get together and hike. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe next summer we can do a Pictured Rocks tour and Jeremiah can make it. We can uh, have a little podcast out, out on Pictured Rocks. Yes. I'm totally down with that. I'd definitely go back. I would definitely go back. <laughs> So, well, you guys hang out in the green room because we would like to chat with you just for a couple minutes after, if that's okay with you guys. But, yeah, sounds uh, good. We'll see you in just a few minutes then. Awesome. Thanks again. We'll see you guys. And once again, Jeremiah, awesome guest. Awesome yes. guest. Yes, that's – so I remember last year <laughs> we got done with the podcast and – I love seeing the guys' reaction. They're like, ah, yes. It's so exciting, man. We're just on here. Yeah. We're having a good time. It's Yeah, I remember seeing uh, fists being pumped like, <laughs> in, the, in the little window down here in the green room. And I was, like, so excited for these guys. And just seeing where they are now is just like, that's so cool, man. Like, one of the things that we've always said about this podcast, if there's any way we can get the word out about smaller companies and get people to kind of see what's going on, um, we want to do that. And so it's just awesome to see these guys, how much they've grown and that uh, we got to play a very, very, very minute part in that. That's yeah. Really cool. And I, I take pleasure in that, man, because it's so exciting. And I love just the teacher in me. So I'm, I'm a high school teacher by trade and seeing young people become successful and like, 
I, I mean, that's like my purpose each day. I work my nine to five and getting to see that outside of just the classroom and in real life. It, it's just awesome. Yep. It's, it's really cool. I, I just can't, I can't say enough how excited I am for these guys and everything that they're doing and just how they're growing, you know, as a company, it's really awesome. So, uh, Jeremiah, we got some really cool guests coming up here soon, don't we? Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and tell um, who we got next week. Also, we have, um, I don't think we've said, but there is an episode coming up, a live stream on a Monday night that uh, I think John is actually going to be traveling. You going to do, be doing some backpacking? Yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be down in Tennessee for about four or five days. So I'm going to be. You got. You're going to be solo, man. Yeah, so um, which is good because you're the personality of the podcast anyway. So it's it's good that you're still going to be on. Well, I have a uh, a top secret co-host that is going to be joining me, um, and it doesn't take much to guess who that top secret co-host. <laughs> it's top secret. They're going to be joining me live in studio, a fan a fan favorite. So, um, yeah, but look for that very soon next week, and I encourage you to check out uh, his podcast. The, the John freaking Muir podcast. Um, it's going to be Doc, and that's what he goes by. You know, I don't even know if I know his real name, to be honest. He, <laughs> I don't either. I really don't. He goes by Doc, and uh, I, I'm excited to talk to him. Um, it, his podcast is awesome. I've been on there. I encourage you to go check it out. And then uh, that that next live stream that I, that I mentioned, that John, who has the perfect excuse of not being on the podcast, he's going to be backpacking instead of being uh, hosting the backpacking podcast. That's literally what this is about. So I'm, I'm excited for you to get out there. Uh, I'm going to be having Nikki Rellin on. I hope I'm saying that right. And very, very interesting story. She has Actually, a I'm missing the next two. Oh, okay. Cause like next week I'm backpacking. The week after I, I'm going on vacation with my wife. Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she earned it. She puts up with my garbage and lets me backpack a lot. So yeah, she she also lets you and come on here with me every Monday. I know, like, and, and we have a three and a four year old, so like she takes all of the children duties on Monday nights. So she's a good she's a good woman, and I'm definitely gonna give her vacation. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, be looking forward to that. I'm excited to have everybody. And, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see everybody Monday. Well, and I'm going to say, too, we had we had a special guest coming in for November 15th. And that special guest ended up having to back out for right now. Yeah. But we have someone who's agreed to be on the show on the 15th. And uh, that man's name is Hunter. And... <laughs> Hunter just finished up the Appalachian Trail with his girlfriend, and uh, the two of them are going to be on here to talk about their journey, and uh, it's going to be a pretty cool night having him on here. So, yeah. And Hunter uh, is a great friend of mine. I've been backpacking with him a bunch, and I know that's going to be fun. No, oh, it's going to be great. He is, he is the king of ultralight knowledge. Like That guy knows more about just gear than anyone I've ever met. It's unbelievable. So we're excited about that. But with all that said, Jeremiah, you got anything else before we log off of here? No, thanks everybody for, for showing up. Thanks for everybody that's listening. You know, much love. Much love. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. We'll catch you on the next one. Okay. Adios, folks. <laughs>